Welcome back to another Magic City Podcast. We are George, Paul, and I'm Jimmy, and we're here to talk about Batman the Animated Series. Jimmy's got a chub right now. So. Cue music. I wish I had the music. I'm sorry, <laughs> the table lift up? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Guys, if you liked Batman the Animated Series, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, uh, Magic City uh, Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be doing a deep dive into every single episode of Batman the Animated Series, and George is giving me the fit, the same look. That he gave me when I first told him the idea. No, because we're going to have an, almost an entire year worth of Batman the Animated Series episodes. I mean, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> and then your definition of a deep dive is completely different than my definition <laughs> of a deep dive. Completely. <laughs> we're comparing notes here pre-show and Paul's like, dude, I have everything on one page. In a, <laughs> one, one note. One note. One note. iPhone. But it's it kind of it's telling to like how we each see the show. Well, yeah. Yeah. And the different little nuances we pick up and, right. you know, everything that's going there. But I think what people want to know is how we came up with this idea. Jimmy was bored and just texted us one night. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It came up because over uh, Christmas break, I was watching The Simpsons. And I've come to realize as a kid, you know, we identified more with Bart. With Bart but as an adult, it's more Homer based. Right. I still don't identify with Homer. Neither do I, but you see the different things that Homer goes through versus yes. Bart. Like, you don't identify as much with the kid anymore. Right? Yeah, I, I, that, it makes sense. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just like going down the rabbit hole. It was telling of how good the show is. That it can appeal to all audiences. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can appeal to the test of time is the biggest aspect of it. So, the next round that we're going to do is The Simpsons. So, stay tuned. Good God. We're at 800 episodes. Five 2024, TV guys. Show. We're going to hit The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> We wanted to take a look at it as the point of view of what we remember as a kid mm-hmm. versus what we see now as an adult. And what better show than Batman the Animated Series? Yeah, man. We're talking about a show that's, that last year in 2022 celebrated its 30th anniversary. Yeah. Which was, I was floored when I saw him. Like, Are you kidding yeah. me? Like, we started watching the show when we were 10 years old. Yeah. Not to date ourselves, but we were 10 when Batman came out. That You mentioned how old we were. And, you know, hindsight is a beautiful thing, right? So, looking at this, what, 30 years later? Yeah. When I look back at what I remember from watching Batman the Animated Series, there was no seasons. There was no, like, you didn't know who these voice actors were. You didn't know, like, there was no internet to go and look up any of this stuff. It was, to me, it was as brand new as brand new could be. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could explain that very well, but it was, like, the newest thing. So, I'll come home. I would put my ba- I would put that TV on. Batman would come on. Mm-hmm. If you saw a rerun, you're like, "Oh man, I've seen this episode before." Yeah. So whether if, if it was an episode that you liked, you would rewatch it. If not, you would go do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was never like a, oh, the new season of Batman the Animated Series is coming out. Like I can't wait. Yeah. It was just it was a rerun or it was a new episode on. If it was a new episode on, you were like, "Yes, a new episode." And you and if you missed it, you missed it. And if you missed yeah. it, you missed it. You have to wait till you catch it on rerun again to exactly. be able to see it. Exactly. And eventually, you know, you go like two or three weeks. Of watching reruns and then bam, all of a sudden a new episode was on. And you were that was like the greatest thing. You're like, all right, finally they released or a new you one. Check the TV guide to see if it shows yeah. when a new episode was coming out. <laughs> My favorite was always the holiday themed episodes yeah. because you knew you weren't going to get anything else for a while. Right. right. Once they had the Christmas episode, yes. you're like, it's all repeats after this. Exactly. Yep. But so, that was the. I think that was like the. To me, at least, it was like the. It was not only with Batman, with any other show, but it was just that I guess that ignorance. Of that you didn't know any innocence. better? Innocence. Innocence that you didn't know any better. And there was no other way other than what you talk to your friends. And maybe your friend knows 
somebody with their parents know that they, they knew something. But other than that, or you read a magazine. Mm-hmm. At, when you're at, su- at the supermarket, you read a magazine and something's on there. That yeah. was the only way to find out what was coming out. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I said the show name wrong. It's Emmy Award winning Batman the Animated Series because it did win multiple daytime Emmy Awards. Yes, it did. Because of the great storytelling. Right. And I think this is more where it started to draw the line where cartoons weren't just meant for for kids anymore. Right. Because you have the whole pickup of The Simpsons coming out around the same time. You had Batman the Animated Series, and later on, a couple years later, you had South Park. So it was in that transition phase that cartoons were a valid medium to say a great story. Right. It wasn't childish anymore. From the episodes we've seen, do you think it held the test of time? Was it as good as we remember it? I think so. I'm not one to rewatch anything. Now that we're doing this, I have to rewatch these episodes. I, I, I don't think it was as good as I remembered it. And judging it off of what's come out since then, like you can tell, it, you can tell it's dated. Well, of course, yeah, I'll go with that. I don't remember how campy it was. Like now, you see it, you're, you're hearing the lines, you're hearing the dialogue, you're viewing it under a different lens. You're like, this is pretty campy, right? Yeah, there's parts where it is, but you also have to think about the fact that as an adult, you see it now. They also some of that was done on purpose. Because the show is it's Art Deco style. It has a 1930s look. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the dialogue kind of fits in there too. Yeah. True. So it's, it wasn't like, it, it's not like, hey, they wrote it and it's, it comes off. It almost seems like, and I have to go back and I'm pretty sure it was like this. It was done on purpose. Because the some of the dialogue fits with the what, what you're seeing. Yeah. Because it's not the 1930s, but it's made to look like the 1930s. So some of the languages that people because there's even villains that talk like 1930s gangsters yeah. in the yeah. show i call it um the art feel of it is like a bothered retro yeah right. like everything's very modernized but with a retro feel yeah you have the technology aspect of it but you still have that old school you know tommy guns and the yeah. old school looking like cars you have, you have zeppelins the yeah. police have zeppelins and they have helicopters and blimps and yeah, yeah. yeah. and they, they look cool like they have this really cool 1930s art deco look yeah the, the vibe of it is awesome what about the impact it had on pop culture well, made Kevin Conroy a superstar, right? Made Kevin Conroy a superstar. It brought Mark Hamill back to the public eye. Back to life, yeah. It brought established actors that would not do voice work back. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't looked down upon anymore. It was an actual, like, people want to do voice work Yeah, now. there was plenty of guest, of, of guest voices for, for characters on that show. Yeah. And, like, big names. When you start looking at them, like, they all had established careers as actors. Right. One of the biggest things is this is the way we got Harley Quinn. Yep. She True. wasn't introduced in the comics. She was introduced first in the show, and then she was such a breakout star that they introduced her in the comics. True. Yeah. And there were there were a lot of villains that came out on the show that, because of that, were built up in the comics. They suddenly have a greater presence. They were they became better characters because they started moving away from like the the goofy versions of of them to like the more updated versions that the cartoons introduced to us. Mm-hmm. Mister Freeze being one of them. Yeah, no, Freeze, um, the Mad Hatter, the Royal Flush Gang. Like a bunch of people that I think as 10 year olds, even if we were reading comics, we had no idea who they were. I mean, yeah, there were characters that I didn't know about that because of the show, I learned who they were. Ray Shagul. Oh, yeah. I had never read a Ray Shagul story in the comics. After that, I was like, I need to find this guy. What an incredible freaking villain. Is he a villain? Is he not? Like, he straddles that line. I love it where he's a detective. Yeah. That's all he calls him. To I me, think, like, that, that, that relationship they had was incredible. I think that's one of the biggest draws that it had was that it, it, you know, a lot of these characters are old. They came out in the Golden Age, mm-hmm. you know, Silver Age, and it reintroduced these characters to a new generation 
of Batman fan. And that's why I, all of a sudden now you're seeing more of these villains in pop culture and movies and TV and comic books because now they're attracted by the people that saw it when we were 10 years old. I mean, Harley Quinn is as recognizable as any A-lister at this point. Yeah. A-list superstar. So. Correct. Superhero. Yeah. Yeah, we got the introduction of the Rogues Gallery, Mark Hamill, um, Kevin Conroy, uh, Tara Strong. I'm trying to think of all the names. Uh, Kate Milgrew. So a lot of Richard Mole. Like, a lot of these people were actors in their own right, and they did all the voice work, and you'll hear their voices throughout the show, and we'll piggyback yeah. off it. But And the show gave us the greatest Batmobile ever. That is true. True. Yeah. And it gave us it gave us Robin, Nightwing, mm-hmm. Batgirl, Tim Drake. They never touched upon Jason Todd. Nope. So maybe right. that was just too dark for daytime television for children. Might have been. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But... Guys, join us on this uh, little quest that we're going to do, deep diving all the episodes. We're going to provide you the perspective of an adult and just some of the little did you know facts about the show that Paul didn't take down any of them, but (laughs) that's what me and George are here for. I take mental notes, bro. Mental notes. Mental notes. I don't write anything down. Let us know in the comments below what you think, if you're going to join us on this journey, what episode was your favorite as we're going to highlight them all in the next couple of podcasts. Couple. (laughs) I gave him a little teaser, George. I gave him a little teaser. So until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to the Magic City Podcast. Don't forget to listen to us on any of your uh, favorite streaming platforms. Make sure to like and subscribe. Appease those algorithm gods, as Paul likes to say. And make sure to leave comments. Let us know if you like it, dislike it. If you think we're full of crap, if you like listening to us, just let us know.